Hey, Triple Winners. This is Laura Mack, producer and co-host of the Triple Win podcast. We're doing something a little bit different this time. Last month, Andrew joined Pablo Gonzalez and Greg Cohen for an in-depth discussion on Not Your Average Investor Show. The episode is so valuable, we thought we'd share it with you all here. As always, please keep the conversation going in the private Facebook group, just for Triple Win property managers. Enjoy. We're live on Facebook for the Tuesday edition of the Not Your Average Investor Show. I am your host, Pablo Gonzalez. With me, as always, the man that I affectionately like to call GC because he's a he's got genius concepts, knows how to generate cash flows. I was almost going to say he's a great co-host first, which you are. I think you forgot. I think you forgot a lot of these. I I, I did not forget. Or am I am I wavering? Am I not a great co-host And because his name is Greg Cohen. Say hello, Greg. <laughs> hello, everybody. Great to be with you. <laughs> and the star of the show today, we are here to talk about the best property management companies in America and what they do differently. So there is nobody better to bring on to this show than the VP of revenue for a company called Second Nature that is pioneering, evangelizing the value of the resident experience. They only work with the best property management companies. They have drawn a Grand Canyon size gap between amateur amateur property managers and professional property managers, a guy that I respect deeply as a great communicator, Andrew Smallwood. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Although Pablo, like we should have prepped on initials, man. I don't know what you can do with AS, but that was pretty cool to hear all the, uh, the Sultan of cash flow and everything else that you had going on over there. That was awesome. Uh, they call him <laughs> AS because they, they say he is awesome sauce. He is uh, an amazing speaker. He yeah. is a, uh, all-star second baseman, Andrew Smallwood. How about that? for just Well trying? done, buddy. That was good. Good job. <laughs> Off the cuff. That's good. Off the cuff. That's what I like to do around here. And I want to welcome our community. I want to welcome you on the podcast or on YouTube. If you are watching or listening while you are doing something else, that's how I listen to podcasts. But sometimes when there's a great live experience, I make a little time on my schedule. I go to nyais.com. Just sign up for the show, put it in your calendar on a Tuesday or Thursday. When you got some time, come join us, be a part of the fun. But now to the star of the show, to AS. Andrew, when I first talked to you, what's very clear to me is that Second Nature has a very specific point of view about the value of professional I keep wanting to go to resident experience because I know that's how you refer to it, right? But like the common folks call it professional property managers that focus on the resident experience. Tell me why that is so important and what this point of view that Second Nature has developed before we we start getting into all the different things that you've seen. Yeah, you know, so Pablo, obviously resident experience is a big part of Second Nature and what we're specifically focused on and in our business relationship, what we're doing. But much bigger than that, yes, we see... Thinking about, you know, property management, we actually, I'll stand up for a second because I'm wearing my t-shirt. So I'm wearing uh, this shirt that says, all I do is win, 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 if you're listening or couldn't see that. And so we talk about triple win property management. There's really a difference, like not all property managers are created equal, (laughs) you know, or not all of them perform equally or not all of them execute equally, not all of them think the same way. And there's an old view of property management that says, Property management is about maximizing transaction value, right? 
of course, how, like, how do I maximize the rent amount, you know, on a monthly basis, but application fees or tenant placement fees. And there were kind of these couple, you know, two, three, four different revenue centers for a property manager that uh, was like, okay, well, what's the very most that we can charge without somebody leaving the next day, right? Or walking away from the table. And <clears throat> what I would say triple win property managers do differently is, is as opposed to saying, how do I maximize this for myself, right? And how do I cut this pie so I get a bigger slice of it? They're really thinking about how do we grow the pie so that everybody gets a bigger slice, right? The resident does better, the investor does better, and we, the manager in our business, also has an opportunity to do better, right? Our talent has a better experience. So it's about resident experience, investor experience, and the professional management experience, all to be aligned in such a way that we're creating new value. And by creating triple win experiences for everybody involved, it allows a more rewarding relationship for everybody. And it really focuses on lifetime value, which is one thing I love about you guys and why I think we vibe so much is... I mean, if you look at JWB's website, just go to the about us page. And I think it's like the second sentence and, and maybe it's a quadruple win the way that they write it there and how they, maybe we would group things a little bit differently, but it's exactly what they're talking about. Treating our residents like gold, right? How do we think investor first? And that informs practices they do differently. We can get into examples of that, but also they're building a talent destination. Like here's a great place to work in Jacksonville, a place that talent wants to be. They want to grow uh, we're looking for companies like that who say, we're looking at this over a long period of time, full market cycles, et cetera, like you guys might say, and what's the, what's the most valuable relationship we can create? And ultimately, there's a business case for that at the end of the day, but it informs how they do things differently. And so we believe you know, that the market used to be 0% professionally managed, Pablo, right? There, there was a day where there were zero professional property managers, right? And today depending on who you talk to, they would say it's 25, 30%, maybe a little bit more professionally managed, dedicated by professional management companies. And some percentage of that are triple win property managers. But we do believe that one day in the future, that number will continue to grow. And, and we are building for a future where every home is professionally managed, full of triple win experiences. And so that's what we believe in. That's who we're trying to support. And Second Nature plays a small role uh, in that as far as what our competencies are and how we contribute to doing that. I love everything you're saying there. It, it started one of the things that I'm, I'm writing down as I'm taking notes. And I would suggest everybody take notes to Andrew from, from what Andrew's saying. We're talking about the triple win, the resident, the investor, and the, and the property manager. And you talked about how investing in the resident experience and when you can create real value for a resident, well, then you can figure out products and services to, to create a business but I just think that's so different than how most property management companies are built. I love how you illustrated the old way of doing things, which was, listen, it's a somewhat sticky model. So in sticky models, which means that it's, it's harder for people to leave, right? It's hard for your resident to leave you because they have a contract, right? They have a lease and it's harder for a, an investor to leave you because it's, it's a lot of work to leave a property management company. In sticky business models, there is a penchant for that company to think about how much can I charge first and then come up with products and services later, right? It's like, a, I'll, char I'll think about how much I can maximize and then I'll justify it with the products and services. You flip that on your head and it's all about investing in the resident experience. And if we can do that well, well, then we'll create products and services. I think that's really key to how we win as rental property investors, because at the end of the day, if we keep residents happy 
they're going to stay in our homes a long time. And the longer they stay in our homes, the better our return on investment is. So I, I love everything you're saying, Andrew. Talk to me about this kind of the importance of this time right now is, you know, at one point I agree with you. It was very few people out there that thought like you think and like I think in terms of property management, but now it is starting to gain some steam. Why do you think that's happening? I think I shared something on LinkedIn and then was talking with some folks afterwards who had seen it. And it, it was like, Hey, you hire a doctor, a surgeon, you hire a lawyer, you hire an accountant, you know, and then you manage property yourself. And the punchline was nobody's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, right. and maybe, maybe that's a strong point of view. I mean, there are some people who I want to acknowledge that say, I'm in this game and, and I am myself committed to becoming a professional dedicated property manager in addition to being an investor. I, it's just, it's extremely hard to do both, right? And certainly do both at the same time. And I love the education you all provide and that you guys are willing to open this kind of up to talking about that. But I really think more and more, we're seeing more and more people come around to it because they just recognize, hey, keeping up with the legislation, keeping up with compliance, keeping up with best practices from marketing through leasing, through the occupied experience, how maintenance is handled, communication, right? All of these different things. A lot of what we've learned about building wealth, you know, in this century is that an investor saying, I'm going to do property management, it's a trap. It's, it's a low paying job, right? Compared to how they can earn income other ways. It's not, there's no leverage to that, right? Unless they're just totally committed to it. Whereas you guys have a dedicated business, right? You're you're creating scale, which creates efficiencies. You've got skills, which creates values. And you're saving people ultimately time that they would have to be spending. Otherwise, and most people overlook that last part, but more and more and more, we're seeing people come around to that point of view and how wealth is really built in this century. And I think they're, they're making a smart decision to find a great professional. It's easier to learn how to find a great professional property manager than it is to learn how to become one. And so I think a lot of people are focusing on that choice and uh, that's why we're seeing it become more popular. Awesome, man. Well, you just kind of went exactly where I wanted to go next. It's help us learn how to find a great property manager. Can you, can you first tell us, not many folks on this call know what Second Nature does. Maybe, maybe tell us a little bit of like, how big are you? Where are you? What markets are you? Are you in the other cash flowing markets? Are you in the non-cash flowing markets? Can you give us a little scope of what your purview of the market is? Because I think it's a great value to our audience. Yeah, for sure. It probably would be helpful to get context of like, why is this guy even talking about this, right? <laughs> all I know about him is he wears purple shirts. Uh, <laughs> this is probably all they know so far. Here's what I'll say about Second Nature. Second Nature was founded in 2012. And we, we, work, we, we actually service over a million residents nationwide currently. And it's a fast growing company. And we service all 50 states. I've personally, over the last five years, talked to over 1,500 professional property managers one-to-one. Uh, all across the country. And it's been quite a learning experience for me, ultimately coming to the industry. And, and what I see Second Nature doing as a part of all this is we said, if you, if you get this flywheel going from the resident experience, because we know so much about winning in the investment game in SFR is about how do we reduce vacancy costs, right? How, how do we you know, drive a great occupied experience that ultimately you know, keeps the resident in, keeps money flowing in, right over the, over the course of time. And so if we can drive a great, how do we create a resident experience so good that people don't want to leave, right? We can create experiences so good that people want to pay and they want to stay, right? That, that's like what we're focused on as a North Star 
But if you think about a professional property manager who are generally experts in real estate, experts in their market, uh, et cetera, there are challenges ultimately to putting together to a level of detail, like a great renter, comprehensive renter's insurance program. How do we get filters changed on time? What are some other ancillary things we can do beyond our core systems you know, of collecting rent on time in a, in a reliable, repeatable, consistent way? And so we started looking at a lot of these problems that could be solved by ancillary services, right? To incrementally move the needle and just continue to stack those up. But stacking up to all those incremental gains it ends up creating something, you know, bigger kind of than the sum of its parts, which is a very different experience for people that they say, wow, if I leave, you know, this rental property and if I leave this property manager, I'm going to have to start doing all this stuff myself, right? I don't have to go figure this out. Whereas it was as easy as signing my lease. It was really second nature. And the name where that came from is how do we make taking care of homes feel second nature, right? And so convenience is something we believe, I know so shared in a highlight clip, it's, it's not a luxury. It's a strategy. It's convenience is what gets things done. How do we make it easier to do the right thing? The thing that aligns to everybody's outcomes, right? That triple win outcome we're trying to create, that triple win experience. How do we make it easier to do that than easier not to do that? Because it's easy to change your filter on time. It's easy not to change your filter on time. It's easy to remember to pay rent on the first. It's easy to get busy and forget to do that, right? So how do we make doing the right thing that services everybody, right? You know, the easy, easiest thing to do, and, and it's actually harder to do, you know, something else. And so that, that's, we're trying to make success and taking care of homes feel second nature. That's what we're about. Got it. So it, you know, you guys are started with this, like, how do you change the filter? And you've grown this amazing array of services that we're going to talk about the benefits to residents and, you know, kind of like how that's going. I'm trying to paint a picture of you guys are servicing all 50 states, right? And you, in your strategy, you need to ensure that you're working with serious companies, not a mom and pop, right? So how are, how are you figuring out that the property management, that company that you're working with is a triple win kind of company? What are those telltale signs? Help, help our audience understand that. Yeah. So a couple of quick notes on just like firmographical, what we would call kind of qualifications and then further, you know, more of those philosophical alignments that we're looking for that say, this is going to be a really valuable partnership over time. The first is if I think about a real estate agent who's managing six homes on the side and I expect Pablo, I don't have a crystal ball. I'd probably ask you guys for a more informed opinion on what's going to happen in the market, but gosh, it's been a bloodbath, right? In the public markets is these last few weeks. And wow. with what we're anticipating happening and housing is cyclical, you know, is, is our experience, at least what history's shown over time. And and so, hey, we expect to see some things that we saw a long time ago, like a lot of real estate agents suddenly deciding, okay, as sales market's cooling, I'm going to get into the rental property manager. Like thousands of agents are about to decide right. suddenly overnight, I want to be a property manager, right? And a few years later, they're going to be back to selling a lot of homes, driving their Mercedes and, and back to it, right? And so all that to say, we are looking for dedicated companies. Like they've got established companies, they've committed to this business and they're in it long-term. So when we talk to them, we talk about how did you get into this business, right? What are you focused on? And like, how far out do you really see? Like, what, is there an exit plan for you? Or like, what, what are you looking at uh, doing with your business here? And, and what kind of time horizon is that on? So we're looking for people who are thinking long-term. You know, the second thing we talk about is like, what's different about your business? Because, and a lot of people will view property managers as a commodity, 
right? It's like, well, a property manager is a property manager who's a property manager. Mm-hmm. And I would say most property managers and small businesses don't do a good job communicating always what they do that is different. And so sometimes we see a website and we're like, wow, unlike the JWB website where we see these kind of interesting things standing out of like $41 million in cash flow delivered and all these, you know, a vertically integrated approach to real estate and all these things that can differentiate, like that naturally attracts us to somebody. But some people, they have some of these things and they don't communicate them very well. But we find them out in our conversations of like, oh, that's really interesting, like how they're approaching that or what they're, what they're doing there. And they're clearly trying to do something different that drives, again, a triple win. And then I would say like red flags, Pablo, we see, I mean, there's even entire courses in the property management world, conferences, and like the name of the title is like fee maxing, right? Hmm. It's like, how do I maximize fees? It's just what Greg was talking about a minute ago of like, it's thinking about monetization first, and then the attitude of what's the least I can do to get to this financial result as the end goal. And second nature who we align with is we align with companies who ask not what's the least I can do. They ask, what's the most I can do for this relationship? And then once I've added that value, I can figure out, you know, how to charge for that, operate for that as a business where it's really generous to them. And it, it, it makes sense. I can build a business over time. That's going to serve our long-term impact and transformation we're trying to have. So those are some of the things that we're looking for that are going to tell us this is going to be a best fit client. I love it. I, I think you have this wealth of knowledge to help folks. You know, and we have a lot of investors on our call here and who are going to listen on the podcast and whatnot, who are, have no intentions of being that professional property manager, but they would like to do business with that pre- professional property manager who is also doing business with second nature. It is great to know that you've spoken with so many really well-run property management companies. Can you give two or three things for our, our folks that are listening and watching that they should look for. What tells you in a 10 minute conversation, if this is a professional property manager, or if this is probably that accidental property manager, realtor who, you know, is uh, trying to make some income in a down market. Yeah. And I'd I'd love to get more and more into this practical because I I do feel like up to this point, talking a little more high level and abstract here. So maybe we can get into some nitty gritty. Here's some great practical things to look for. So one is I would look for those key outcomes of like, what's an outcome that they deliver, you know, that other people won't. And, and a lot of people ask like, Hey, what is property management costs without asking first, what am I going to get from property management? <laughs> That's what matters much more who you're choosing. And so when you think about what are you going to get from versus just what's a percentage management fee or what does it cost? And it trained all the same again. Okay. That management fee, what are you getting for it? And some of the things I'd be looking for is, okay, you know, what, what does days on market performance look like? right? How good is this group at, you know, ultimately attracting great residents and, and filling the property quickly, again, reducing that vacancy cost? What does the length of tenancy look like over time? And I want to recognize there's different markets. There's military markets where you're just going to see more turnover more frequently, right? For things that can be a little out of control. And that's, that's a different proposition than maybe, you know, other, other places. But you know, I'm looking for longer residencies because I know that's going to drive a great outcome. I'm looking, I'll give one example. There's a, a property manager in, in Chicago, Mark Ainley, GC Realty, who does a great job and they've like trademarked the responsive property manager. And, and so as a property owner, I know I'm going to get communication back from this person, not a couple days later or a week later. It's going to like, you know, they're, they're way understaffed and they're so busy that they just can't be responsive to me. 
and get me the information that I need and I'm looking for or resonant information that you're looking for. So they, they've really focused on that, that responsiveness and communication is a core thing where they differentiate and they've got stats to prove it of how many calls they answer in under 60 seconds. So I'm looking for things like this and figuring out what do I care about as an investor? What's important to me? Am I looking for an investor like JWB? I would say something that's cool is how much you all do to educate the, the you know, between the podcast, this very show, it's like, if I'm looking to improve and grow and learn as an investor, it would be great to partner with somebody like that, who ultimately is going to really educate me through the process and take, take time in doing that, you know, versus somebody who isn't focused on that. And is kind of just looking for people who just already immediately aligned to, to what they do. And that's it. And versus willing to go on a journey with them, you know, and improving as an investor. So those are some things that come to mind and then happy to talk about best practices in resident experience and other things we're seeing in property management, but I'll, I'll take a pause there. Well, I'll just add one thing. I, I love the responsive part of this. I think that is a very clear telltale sign if somebody is going to treat your asset well, which is the job, right? To maximize the return on investment for your asset. That's really what a property manager's job is. Um, and we do that through a great resident experience. But one of the things, simple things I, I tell folks to do is to call a property management company. And if they pick up the phone, that's a great sign. Most are not going to pick it up. And you got to understand why not. It's because most property management companies have a couple people on staff that wear hats to do every part of the business. And that person, there's no way that when they're running out and leasing a house or they're running out and meeting a maintenance person at a house, that they're going to be there to pick up the phone call. So if you just call, and nobody picks up the phone and nobody calls you back within call it, you know, half a business day, you're probably not dealing with a professionally run property management company. It's an easy telltale sign and responsiveness. Listen, you, many people spend a lot of time thinking about the, who their financial advisor is going to be. And they should, right? Because they're protecting your assets. They're maximizing your return on investment. They're a big part of how you're going to accomplish your financial goals. People spend almost zero time thinking about who their property manager is, but we're doing the same thing, especially if you're not your average investor and you've got five or 10 or 15 rental properties, you might be doing more for your financial future than your uh, financial advisor based on how much money you have in each of those markets. So don't think of that property manager as a commodity, just like you said, Andrew, most people do. It just blows my mind. When you think about the value you can get for the dollars you spend for effective property management, listen, there are huge brokerage houses. We all see their commercials online, right? We see the buildings downtown, right? Financial advisors get paid really well and they should, right? That's, that's great. You don't see those same types of commercials or companies for property management companies, but they, the good ones do a very similar function. You can get incredible value in a property manager if it's done well that, you know, can create this financial wealth for you. So, sorry, I got on my soapbox there a little bit, Angie. You got, you got me fired up, but, Good. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I, I blacked out. I lost, <laughs> lost control. There you go. All right. Somebody take over, please. <laughs> That's, That's what I hear today. Andrew, when you hear Greg say that, is that something that do you, the other companies that you work for, do they kind of, do they have those same pains? Like, do they, do they see this, the world the same way or is it other kind of language? What are other ways to, to kind of like when you bring that up, do they all react like this or is it a little bit different? Yeah, I mean, I, we once did a just like a secret shopping thing 
you know, just calling the property management offices, right. To see if they picked up and then if they didn't, how long it took to like return a call. And I want to say it it was a limited thing. It was like call like 50 or 60 phone calls, something like that, different companies. And two of them picked up the phone live. And so like, I think what Greg is saying there, it's like, man, if there's a lot of choices that you're seeing in the market, that could be actually a very quick way uh, to narrow it down. I'll acknowledge some people, you know, they just don't have their sales process set up. You know, they haven't really operationalized sales and marketing, but they actually have fairly well operationalized like maintenance service and some of that stuff. But man, as a rule of thumb, that's a quick way to weed a lot of people out, but there could still be some, some good ones on the other side of that. And, um, and I think, you know, really it's like even just a few conversations, talk to them. I feel like making sure that, Hey, this is someone who, who you trust they're, they're inspiring confidence and they've got real expertise you know, that you're going to, going to lean into. I find most property manager investor relationships experience challenges when it's like the investor is wants to go one way, you know, and then they're not going to trust the professional property manager to, to make the decisions aligned to their behalf. And so getting aligned quickly on here are my goals, right? Here's what I'm really trying to do. Here's where I'm really trying to go. Right. And allowing that person to share, here's how our skills our scale, the time that we're going to save you ultimately is going to, to help you get there more confidently, right? More reliably, right? With less risk uh, than trying to go this all on your own. And, and they, sh- they should be able to communicate those things, you know, fa- fairly well to you, I think, because if you can't get those things communicated well, it, it's, it's unlikely there's going to be that strong trust that you need in that relationship over time, you know, with them. And, and it's like, name a property manager horror story in four words or less. And it, it's like, it's like, I'll handle blank myself, you know, I'll handle maintenance myself, right? Or I'll handle collection myself. Or this is like, ah, you're trusting this person who's got these systems, right? To collect, collect on a more reliable basis, to handle maintenance. They've got vetted vendors and networks, et cetera. I mean, these are the things you should be ultimately finding in a professional property manager where they add value and be able to trust them to do it. Got it, man. I agree. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like there are a lot of choices that we make as consumers to pay other people to do things that some of us like to do, right? Like I think about gardening or my lawn, right? I don't cut my own lawn, but I like to be outside. You know, I like to cut the lawn or, you know, my wife loves to garden or what have you, right? I can understand if like, if it's something that's like fun to do, right? Maybe keeping that yourself. Let me tell you, property management and its worst parts is not fun. Why people just their first reaction is just to go in and just do this themselves, right? Is it blows my mind, right? You get incredible value for a wonderful professionally run property management company. And it's not fun. It's not like you're going to miss it. <laughs> you know? So I heard a couple of things, Andrew, that you, that you mentioned a couple of times. One is this idea of showing that they think long-term. Another is a couple of red flags, right? Like the idea that they're maximizing short-term thinking is a red flag. The idea that they're going to be like, oh, no, no, it's me. I, I take care of this myself is a, is a red flag, even though that sounds almost like, a, no, you can trust me. And then I heard a couple of questions that you test people on. I'd like to, I'd like to test you, GC. Okay. You ready? Let's go. What is an outcome that you deliver? The best way to win in rental properties is keeping residents happy and being in your homes for a long time. So we track and measure what's our average duration of resident stay. The longer the resident stays, the better your returns on investment are going to be. Our average duration of resident stays four and a half years. And we accomplish that by signing long-term leases. And when we do that, you actually receive lower 
tenant placement fees, lower property management fees, but you win overall because your returns are going to be better. Uh, Greg, I'd love for you to even break down further. Like when I think of like, cause a four and a half year stay, that's, that's 50%, 70% more like longer than a lot, right. Of what we see out there, even in managed SFR that like, that's an extraordinary result. And I think it is obviously people like, okay, well, if there's, you know, one less entire turn, okay, the vacancy cost is one part, but also thinking about like the maintenance costs and the things like that, yeah. you know, of, of what you're gonna have to do to get that rent ready multiple times and keep it current to get the best rents at that point. And are all investors in a position to, you know, put that kind of cash in at that moment to be able to do it? Like, can you talk a little bit more about just, you know, really the big levers that ultimately that's driving for an investor? I'd be curious how you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I just think it is the it is the biggest pain point for an investor, for an owner of rental properties like I am, like we all are here. The biggest pain point is when you unexpectedly get a multi-thousand dollar expense coming your way. And I don't know if people realize it, but when your resident moves out, that's a multi-thousand dollar expense coming your way when you think about the cost to put the home back into great rental shape, right? Call that average of $2,500 out of pocket, right? You're, and that's after security deposit. Your security deposit's not going to cover it. No matter what people are telling you on average, if you're investing in the right market in below middle income housing, it's not going to cover it. So that's $2,500 there, right? Then you've got two months of vacancy. Depending on what your rent is, that's probably $2,500 there as well, right? And then you've got your tenant placement fee on top of that. That's probably another $1,000, $1,500, right? We've just totaled up roughly $6,000 of costs that come your way unexpectedly, right? This is what most people are fearful of in rental properties, but there's a solution to mitigate this risk. And it starts with the mentality that you need to treat your resident like gold, right? Because you want them there for a long time. You want them to be happy. And then strategically, you sign long-term leases. You sign two and three-year leases you do that, you're going to increase your chances of residents staying longer. But then the next thing you do is you bring on a highly talented property management team who thinks of the renewal opportunity as another sales opportunity. We think six months in advance of this resident who potentially has a move out date, and we have systems and marketing and sales opportunities in place to encourage that resident. And we have collateral in place we're showing them what the real market rents are as rents are going to increase. We're showing them what the cost of moving is when that decision comes up. And our team is a, is a sales team within our property management team. And we get over 70% of folks choosing to renew again. And that's how we get to that four and a half years. But it, I mean, I guess you kind of like hear it in my voice. Like to me, it just, it just makes sense. Like this isn't something that we're like, figuring out some financial model of like a new way of doing things. Like it's just simple. Do the things to keep people in your homes longer, create a, an experience that they want to re-sign after, even after signing long-term leases and you're going to win in rental properties. So I don't know why most people don't see it this way. I, I really don't. Andrew, why, why don't you think most people see it that way? You know, I, I think part of it is exactly like the long-term lease as an example is I think just, comes from this frame of mind of working on a longer time horizon, you know, than most are thinking about when you think about many standard leases are one year, there's a number of leases out there that are month to month. Right. And 
you know, the investor goals, like if I'm an accidental landlord who stumbled into this, that, you know, helping get educated to, okay, I'm not just a home owner, right? Like I'm an investor, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, over what time horizon, right? Am I going to look at, at this investment? Like getting those things lined up, I think is important because if it's a short-term minded, you know, investor, if it's a short-term minded resident, right? Or a short-term minded property manager, then you're not going to see again, that maximization of relationship value over time, you're going to typically see what humans are naturally wired to do, right? Which is to look at what's the immediate right in front of me, you know, the secure thing today versus potentially delayed gratification for overall a much better result. That's where I think you just see the psychology start to turn that way and why it's, why it isn't just a flip of the switch, Greg, but it is once people see it the way you do, right? Natural to see why so many of these decisions line up and are going to align to that outcome we're trying to make happen. Awesome, man. I, I, I love watching you guys go back and forth on this because my entire education has been GC ranting about this, but you with the purview that you have and like being able to compare and contrast of the way other people, the old game versus new game yeah. and what, what, what everyone else is doing out in the market is really re- informative to me. We got a couple of questions that we're going to get to in a second, but Great. you know, we've, we've, been, we've been talking a lot about how you identify a property management company that cares about the resident experience. Can you give me a couple of examples of what is a great residence experience, Andrew? Like some of the stuff that you guys do, and and I think it's just really fascinating of 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 what a triple win can actually look like when it comes to the resident experience. So there's a lot that can go into resident experience. I mean, every moment, every interaction is an opportunity to not just check the box, right? It's an opportunity to create a great experience for somebody. It's an opportunity to make a moment happen for somebody. And so I think culturally, you see the best property managers have that as a part of their culture. It's again, what's the most I can do? Not a just check the box opportunity. What's the most I can do to create value in this moment, right? For others. And some practical examples, I mean, this could sound self-serving, but I'll, I'll explain why it isn't in just a second. But a hallmark, we believe, of professional property managers is that they have a resident benefits package right? And yes, second nature helps professional property managers do that. But there are some property managers out there who do not work with second nature that still have a resident benefits package. And they've just decided to go that path, you know, on their own or or some other way, which is totally cool. We encourage that, right? We encourage that. If somebody wants to do it that way, that's no problem. We we don't expect to work with everybody, but we do work with well over a thousand professional property managers in a resident benefit package. And the reason for this and why it's so critical to resident experience is it's not reactive, it's proactive. And again, it's designing and setting up systems and programs that make it easier for the right outcome to come out for everybody that's a triple win than it is to not. And, and let's give some practical examples of what that is and how it works. So we've mentioned, we alluded to filter delivery. The, the largest HVAC data study of its kind with the National Rental Home Council, about 8,000 single family units, four different markets, four operators, controlling over an 18 month period, seasonality, everything else. You'd see a range of 31% to 49% reductions in HVAC work order volume, comparing the cohort of the status quo. What's the status quo? Status quo is everyone puts it in their lease. It's your responsibility to change your air filters. But then how does it happen? A property manager leaves six, 12 filters behind in a closet somewhere and it's out, it's, it's in the closet, right? It's, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. You know, nobody's going and searching through their lease on page seven and the special steps, you know, to figure out, oh yeah, like it's, it's my... <laughs> it's my responsibility to go do this. And I was in an apartment before this where 
it was done for me, right? Or, or on-site maintenance was handled. And so I've got different responsibilities here that I have to be, to be educated to. Well, we figured out we could solve for so many of those friction and failure points. Like what's my size? What quality am I supposed to buy? How often am I supposed to do this, et cetera? That aligns to how do we reduce HVAC maintenance? How do we lower our energy bills by 10 to 15%? How, how do we do these things that every you know, everybody's getting a benefit from, clean air? Well, you put exactly what they need on their doorstep on the day that they're supposed to change it. And that in-hand reminder, it's not a text that they get while they're at work, right? And then four hours later when they get home, it, it's, it's gone and forgotten. It's exactly the right time. They get this tangible in-hand reminder that's the trigger to the new behavior. Does that work 100% of the time? No. I mean, you won't see 100% of residents you know, change it, but you see the vast majority. It's about 90% that change it within seven days of receipt versus the status quo of 10, 20% changing it if you're asking them to remember to do all these things and go to do it. So taking all that friction out, right? Again, convenience is a strategy, makes the outcome we want, which is filters getting changed on time. There's benefit for the resident, the investor, and the manager there. Um, that's a smart program that JWB, a number of other property managers implement as a part of a resident benefits package. And so why is it a package when we put all these things in? Well, if you have a, a separate line item for the filter delivery program, a separate line item for insurance, a separate line item for you know, a credit building program, a separate line item for rewards, it's, it's just, there's line item fatigue is what we call it. And so we say, hey, if you put all those things together and say, here's the professional resident experience you're going to get through a resident benefits package. And as a resident, if you go out and do this on your own, you're going to pay $95 on average one time just to set up all your accounts and do it yourself retail, plus an ongoing cost of $70 to $90, depending on their brand choices. A professional property manager can offer that for 50% of that cost with no upfront fee. Boom, immediate savings and value to the resident. Those are costs I'm going to have to assume if I go somewhere else, right? Like this is creating a differentiated experience that people want to pay for, that they want to stay for. That's what we're going after. I love it. And I just wanted to talk about some of the things we've seen internally since adopting Second Nature's resident benefit package. These are things that we had done elements of but there was so much friction to do this as a property management company that when Andrew approached me, geez, probably a couple of years ago, and we started talking about this and, and have, have implemented it company-wide now, um, it, it was just, it's so easy, right? It's just so easy. And this is the essence of what we wanted to invest in. So share some, some things though. You know, when we were starting off with this, we said, well, geez, you know what? Rents are really rising right now. And, you know, we're asking our residents, geez, on average, I just saw the stats, residents are re-renting for 17% higher rent rates than what they had before. And we said, okay, well, we know that that's our number one responsibility to our owners, right? Is to make sure we maximize returns that way. This is something that residents are going to need to pay for in order to do this. We're not going to go to our owners and say, hey, do you want to cover the $30 a month or $45 a month or whatever it is, Right. Are residents going to see enough value in this? Are they going to see enough value in the filter delivery and the credit repair and all of those things that Andrew just mentioned? Well, guess what? We've done this now for a number of months. And for us, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leases that are signed. Almost 100% adoption every time we have signed a new lease and the resident benefits package and that $30-ish a month expense going to the resident, every single time the resident has signed up for it and they see a ton of value. So I just think it speaks glowingly to what you're talking about as a triple win. This isn't just an expense for that resident. 
This is a win for that resident. This is a win for the investor. This is a win for the property management company as well. And I just think it's awesome for the entire space that we're in. Andrew, one of the things that you told me that I, I found very impressive was this idea that you found a, an easy lever, an easy mechanism for renters to have them paying rent on time affect their credit score. Can you talk yes. about, uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Because to me, the, the beauty of that is that's an incentive to get people to pay rent on time, triple win fashion, which is so obvious to me. I'm going to tie this into like red flag property management. There's a good story of this that I think will set this up of just, you know, occasionally we'll talk to a property manager who says, why would I want to build a resident's credit score, which puts them in a better position to buy a home down the road, which means they might leave, right? And, and suddenly, hey, we're, we're hurting. This is, okay. This is again, like, triple win mindset of like, are you trying to get in between people and where they're trying to go? Or are you helping people ultimately get where they want to go, which builds trust and actually, ironically, will, they, they will stay with you longer, right? Is consistently what we have proven out when people do these kind of programs. And so, uh, but I just want to acknowledge that as something of like, that's that old mindset that ultimately leads to people, some different decisions that sub-optimize for, you know, the total value creation that can have for everybody. And so, Yes, the way the program works specifically, Pablo, is saying all this rent is, is here. It's somebody's largest monthly expense. And it's the one that they aren't getting credit for. It's not building their credit score, right? I mean, I think about all the things that can impact somebody's credit score and minor amounts. And this, this could be a third of someone's income, right? That ultimately uh, they're paying consistently on a monthly basis over time, not impacting their score. So what happens when you do? And we report it to all three bureaus. In some cases, people will say, well, I can report it to just Experian. Well, guess what? If they're applying for a mortgage, it's Equifax and TransUnion that are going to have a bigger impact ultimately on you know, what, what they're going to qualify for in those mortgage products. And so we felt it was important, all three, this is the difference between qualifying for a credit card or not, getting a lower interest rate or not, qualifying for an auto loan or financing that they, than they otherwise would or at a lower rate. And, and of course, you know, a person at home, I mean, we're talking about thousands, tens of thousands of dollars over somebody's lifetime when they are increasing their score by 20 points, 40 points, which is very typical. We've seen a couple of dramatic examples of, you know, 70 points, even as much as hundred points in some cases, it's, it's significant. And for renewing residents, we set up our program where we can actually back report the same address back 12 months, 24 months in the case of JWB, where you got these like two-year leases, right? And talk about an immediate boost to somebody's score. I saw a five-star review our marketing team shared yesterday Here's another reason I love my property manager. And it was like my credit score went up 22 points within my first month of moving, you know, like renewing, right? You know, that, that's a, a reason to renew. <laughs> that's a great benefit that people are experiencing. It's going to make them want to stay longer, you know, and last part on this, Pablo, and then I'll, I'll toss it back to you in case you want to talk about other programs. But the benefits of this is not just the increase in on-time payments and, and reducing delinquency. Now residents have you know, benefit there. It's not just the emotional change of like, I'm paying rent and it's not going anywhere or helping me in any way, right? Like now I'm getting rewards for this. Now I'm getting building something right with this. It's more than that because when you impact the relationship this way, all of the things of getting a resident's cooperation around flipping their own circuit breaker, not having to send out an electrician to do something like that, resetting their own GFI outlet, you know, a lot of these different things, just generally taking care of the property, they they are, are more inspired to do these things because they're accountable to a relationship that they appreciate. And it's not any one specific thing, but it's a collection of all of them together. 
that drives this kind of resident experience and relationship that's really powerful. I mean, that was, that was mind blowing when he said it to me, man. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I would love to get into some other community questions if you guys are up for it. You up Let's for do it? it. All right, man. So Lee Bishop, as you know, MVP of our community, he's got a great question here. Does Second Nature work with people slash investors around the country to help them find the correct property management company? Like if you contact them, well, can you, and you have a home to rent, do they, do they have somebody that refer you to? And do you work with Airbnb uh, property managers as well? Excellent question. And also a good thing in qualifying your property managers, what kind of assets do they work with? You know, multifamily, single family, short-term rental, you know, where are they specializing? Do they cover some different things? You know, good, good to look for. What I would say is absolutely second nature connects investors with professional property managers all the time. I wouldn't say like we have a, a website and like a dedicated service and we're doing a lot of marketing to, you know, proactively drive a lot of that yet. Maybe we will one day down the road, but all of the time we have investors asking us, who do you recommend in this market? Or I'm, I'm purchasing in this market and I need to find someone reliable. Can you make some introductions? And again, depending on an investor's goals, there may be, you know, better fits uh, for who they would work with or communication styles, et cetera, things that they're looking for. But we, we make introductions all the time and we've got a great network of people who at least you can count on that they're, you know, try, trying to focus on building a great resident experience and doing these things that we're talking about. And speaking of a great network, you know, Andrew invited me to be a part of his uh, podcast, the Triple Win podcast, and a part of their Facebook group. And it was one of the best experiences I've had being on another platform, another stage, because Andrew was there and his team was there, but also because of the network. So Andrew, would you let people know how they can find your group and your podcast? Because I think that would be super valuable for a lot of our listeners. Definitely. So I, I, the resources I would recommend would be the Triple Win Property Management Podcast. So if you search that in your podcast player, that'll pull up and you can find all kinds of things. We had a FBI hostage negotiator, Chris Vossan, you know, talking about this in practical situations in property management, how to use those communication techniques to listen. There's, there's hard brass tacks, people who are, are leaders. You can find Greg's episodes, you know, in, in our queue there that are a great point of reference. And so I'd recommend the podcast. You can also go to our, our website, rbp.secondnature.com. And again, a lot of it's geared for professional property managers, but there's a newsletter you can sign up for there. And there's informational resources. There's an article, blogs, all kinds of stuff there you can get connected to what we're up, what we're up to and what we're doing. Andrew, I feel like I had a major accomplishment, not bringing up category design this entire time, but I, you know, another <laughs> guest that's been on your podcast, Chris Lockett, I heard him one time yes. about a, a great, a great marketing move is to give out awards. Right. So like, I feel like there is, there's a, there's a deep opportunity for you guys to have like the, the power rankings of property managers per state and or give awards. Have you guys ever thought about anything like that? Pablo, it's like you're sitting in our management meetings or something the past six months over here. We are planning in August, actually, for the first time to give out awards. I think actually even maybe next week, we might even be giving out a resident experience award at a conference event that we're attending that we're, we're sponsoring there. But, but yes, and, and we're working on quantifying these things. And part of the challenge is not everybody keeps their data or defines their data the exact same way. So it takes like a real effort to really vet some of these things, you know, and, and how customer satisfaction scores are collected, when they're collected, you know, how, anyway, there's a lot that goes into it, but yes, Pablo, we're actively working on how can we start to help promote and show here are the best property managers in the country, the ones driving triple win outcomes and experiences that we believe people should be choosing to work with over time over somebody who's not providing as much value to everybody or, you know, is taking a, a different approach than the one we believe is going to be best for everybody long-term. And so 
yes, we, we are working on awards and helping to share with the world. Here are great trusted professionals you should be looking into working with. Love that, man. Love that. And uh, let me know where the nominations are, because I know some people with a really good data flywheel that uh, you might want to look into. And I got a question. Put in a good word for me. I got you. I got you. That's right. <laughs> I it was you, <laughs> All right. I got a, I got a question. For <laughs> Dean's got a, probably something that's going in everybody's mind, right? Like, how can I encourage my, oh, encourage my Ohio-based PMs to work with Andrew Smallwood? Oh man, they don't want to work with me, but they want to work with the award-winning team at Second Nature for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, Second Nature is the only four-peat uh, property management industry national vendor of the year. Uh, nobody else has even done that back-to-back four years in a row. We'll see if we can pull off a fifth year in a row uh, later this year in October. But Congratulations, man. Um, That's really great. It's, uh, you can't congratulate me because it's like, uh, all I do is show up and hang out with my friends on uh, podcasts and shows like this, right? <laughs> uh, but, but the people actually doing the work on a daily basis are actually a lot of people who are from the professional property management industry that did this in their companies. And now they actually work at Second Nature to help just do that dozens of times over and over again every single month. Um, so anyway, all that to say, um, yeah, encourage you to talk to the team. Our sales team is great. It's a no pressure. If somebody wants to go do their own thing or something else, or it's not a fit, um, we really don't force that. And so if they go to rbp.secondnature.com, we set up our website in such a way where it actually, they just put in their name and Ohio or whatever state they're in. And it routes them to the expert on our team who works with Ohio property managers and can share, here's the resident experience winning in this market. Here's the price points working on benefits package in this market. Here's the mix, right? And presentation of things that are going to work, you know, best here, at least give them that advice as a starting point. And they can decide whether they want to work with Second Nature or not from there. So that, that's probably a good next step um, that I'd encourage them to just encourage their property manager to go do. Is that is that kind of the same answer of, you know, if it isn't just like funneling towards Second Nature, but like having a conversation with your property manager of, come on, buddy, I need you thinking more long term here. Let's 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 not act like an amateur is uh, what's what's a good resource there? Like a, a good question to ask a property manager that you're currently working with. Yeah, or maybe just or, how, to have, how to have the conversation with a property the, manager um, to encourage them to step up their game. I don't know if you ever get into that or you're more just yes or no. I think the challenging thing, Pablo, is like, um, like I really believe if you're like convincing, you're losing kind of, you know, whatever that quote is. It's, it's If you're coming to somebody and saying, I'm trying to convince you that resident experience is important, that you should be caring about. So I'm trying to convince you to think long-term and every, everything else I, I think that's tough. You know, probably good would be share resources like the kinds that JWB produces on a regular basis and say like, Hey, I was listening to this. Here's what I really found interesting. Like, what do you think of this? Hey, here's an episode from the triple win podcast, right? Or here's content that I see them posting about resident experience that I found interesting sharing that along and asking what they think about it. And ultimately if it's something where they are aligned to it and attracted to it, right. That, that can, they can go their own way there, but Ultimately, if you keep sharing that kind of stuff and it's, it's not really received, it probably tells you they're, they're not ready for it or they're not excited about it yet. But hopefully those can be good ways of um, getting people a little more awareness or thing, you know, awareness around things they may not be aware of and an opportunity to, to see what they can do with it. I think you're entering a tough space if you're trying to convince most property managers to think this way. It, it is, uh, it's, it's just a, what you really got to understand is that property management companies as a business model are not incentivized to have long-term resident stays. So if you're asking them to believe in the long run and the long-term win here, 
You're asking them to do a, a hell of a lot of work for you. And if you follow the money, they're going to make a lot less money to do it. You know, we, we have purchased four property management companies now. So I get to see those books when we buy those property management companies and our own books and of other property management companies, 25 to 50% of the revenue that they earn come from things like tenant placement fees, which happen when you re, when you sign one year leases and those turn over and you get to earn more tenant placement fees. So, you know, I think it's wonderful to share this, this knowledge also just know that what you're going in and asking them to do is they probably can't afford to do it. They would need to completely change their mentality and how they run their business to do this, even if they wanted to. Um, so knowing that, I think working with a company that makes more money as you make more money long-term, even beyond tenant placement fees, beyond your typical property management fees is, is a much better opportunity for you to find like-minded folks, right? JWB, we sell houses. That's how we make the majority of our income, right? You can find other ways that property management companies make income beyond charging you more fees for shorter tenant stays. So, all right, man. So Miguel Angel Sanudo has got a couple of good questions. Maybe we can rapid fire these to get you out of here, man. Um, Miguel asks one, how important is it to have good maintenance team for the property management business? Critical, um, critical. I mean, when you think about the highest emotion you know, experiences, right? That somebody's going to have it, it, these emergency maintenance type of issues. I've been dealing with an HVAC issue myself. We just found out this morning, it was the contactor that was fried. And so it would just stay on cold, right? And, or, and then we'd flip it to hot, stay on hot. It just went, you know, anyway. So it took multiple trips, um, you know, <laughs> to, to figure and less experience myself, you know, dealing with it, or I couldn't help them diagnose the issue, but you know, eventually they figured it out. Got the, but man, like, I will say for me, I'm like, man, I'm around this all the time. And I had a little more patience and grace for what was going on. My girlfriend, holy cow, hopefully she doesn't hear this recording, but a uh, calm and graceful person as ever. But I just find like with property management, it's the home. It's so personal. Like I, the only time I see people react to situations like this is when I'm in the airport and I see like a flight delayed or something like that. And you see a third of the people that are waiting there that their, their flight just got delayed 35 minutes or something like that the pitchforks come out, the flames come out, they start lining up and they just start beating on the poor Delta person behind the desk, the poor Southwest person who had nothing to do with what's going on, right? Uh, and just the amount of emotion in those kind of conversations, you know, it, it's, it's really important to find someone, one, who handles those situations reactively because inevitably there's going to be some who handle those with extreme professionalism, right? Number two, though, is people who are looking at how do I prevent these from happening, that's a huge win, whether it's a filter program reducing 38% of HVAC issues, you know, preventing plumbing issues, the big categories of maintenance, the emotional categories of maintenance, people who are looking at opportunities to do that is, is a huge opportunity to drive a, a triple win. And you know, this is a place where you see some property managers have that short-term mindset, like you were talking about tenant placement. Some property managers are like, I make money on maintenance. Why would I want to prevent maintenance? <laughs> I'm preventing 20% of a, you know, an income stream. This is and it's the totally wrong approach, right? Uh, to say, okay, no, 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 how do we add value as much for these people first? There's going to be an opportunity for us, right? To be able to do, do good for these other people and still do well as a business uh, with a more long-term approach. So that, that's maintenance is something I would definitely key into and in looking at how they handle that, how they prevent that, what programs are in place, et cetera, that they can do that you probably wouldn't be able to do on your own. 
um, you know, that's a, that's a big, big potential value center for property management. Makes sense to me, man. Hey, I, if my AC is not working, my toilet is not working, I'm going to be cranky. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Um, I thought that was a really good way to wrap it up there, Andrew. Uh, really appreciate this time that you got to spend with us. Learned a ton on identifying property managers, thinking long-term, understanding who's got a different thing that they can describe about their company, what the red flags are, the different ways to offer a triple win and how to look at all that stuff. You definitely did not under-deliver here, man. You, you knocked it out of the park as promised. I want to thank our community for showing up. We have 40-plus people that were with us all day uh, this whole time. We never take that for granted. Middle of the uh, middle of a Tuesday, showing value. The fact that everybody stayed on, man, that's a testament to all the great advice that you're giving. If you're listening on the podcast, watching on YouTube, there's value here. There's people making friends in the chats. Join us at nyis.com uh, and be here for it. And um, just on a personal level, man, like I think that this has been a joining of two guys that I just really, really like spending time with, right? Like I met you in a marketing group on Facebook, met Greg on a volleyball court. The way that we can, you know, weave in these things and provide value to everybody to me is a, a triple win for myself. So I've just really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, GCL, I'll kind of love you, uh, give you last words. Yeah. I mean, you kind of stole my thunder there, man. This is just, it's, it's really fun to be connected with folks that, uh, think the same, believe the same ways and that we can work so closely with, you know, Andrew, you brought incredible value here today and you agree, you bring incredible value to our owners here at JWB, all of our clients here, right? Your products and services help us look good to the investors that we serve. And you know, I know my entire team speaks and just raves about working with your team. Uh, so super thankful to you on many, many levels. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. And we'll, we'll keep the seat warm for you on the next time. Sounds great. This is really a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, man. And uh, until next time. Look for the triple win, think long-term, focus on your resident experience, and whatever you do, don't be an average investor. That's all for today's Triple Win Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your life with us. We do not take it for granted. I also want to give a shout out to Carol Housel for everything she and our team does to make these possible. It's crazy to think about over 5,000 professional property managers have pressed play on episodes in season one and season two now. And we really wanna encourage you to keep giving feedback because more and more people are listening. It's getting better and better and better thanks to everything that you're sharing with us. If you like this enough to listen, wanna encourage you to share it with other people. Um, you can give us feedback directly on those social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're hanging out. You can also send us an email at triplewin at secondnature.com. And we just want to give more. We're, we're, there's no sales pitch here. Just want to offer more resources that help you find and stack your next triple win and become a triple win driven property manager. So where can you find that? You can find the private Facebook group. You can find our blog. You can find our newsletter. You can find more resources all at rbp.secondnature.com. Just search for what you're looking for there. And every time we see you, we want to see a better version of you and your business to that end. Keep it going, feel inspired, take our encouragement, and we'll see you next time.